Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.08%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 1.25% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Broadcasting to the four corners of the conservative universe, it's the Matlock Show. He loves all things conservative politics, and if there's a microphone nearby, you can bet he'll be the one beating the left over the head with it. And now, a true original, the common sense conservative, here's your host, Matlock. Welcome into the Matlock Show. I am Matlock, your host. So glad you're along for the ride this Thursday, this very wet Thursday in Fort Wayne, Indiana. As you all can tell, I am not in jail. That is a good thing, my friends. I made it through court yesterday. I am not in jail. I am back to bring you conservative politics like only I can. Thank you for following me. Make sure you get over to at Real Matt Lock on Twitter, Instagram, and Parlor. The Cartel Matt on Facebook. And of course, you got to check out my daily television show, Lock and Load, over at America's Voice News. Download the app on your iOS or your Android phone or where you can get videos on YouTube, uh, Facebook. Roku, Amazon Fire Sticker, Apple TV. All right, so the house. So I'm sitting here in my good friend's house, him and his wife. I'm I'm watching Fox News this morning, and the House approves the impeachment inquiry rules. Now, what does that mean? I'm going to break that down to you here, but first let me tell you all about my good friends over at ScarsAndStripesCoffee.com. ScarsAndStripesCoffee.com. Head over to ScarsAndStripesCoffee.com. They have great coffee, but not only do they have great coffee, they empower veterans. And you know how much we love our veterans here at the Matlock Show. Get over there because these veterans, they come back from fighting for our country. They come back from overseas, being in theater, being deployed, whatever it is. And they're looking for a mission. They're looking for something to do. They want to be useful. They, they, you know, they're used to taking orders. They're used to being busy. They're used to, you know, defending this great country. And Scars and Stripes Coffee has done something very unique. They've offered these veterans an e-commerce platform where they can sell this fantastic coffee. Now, not only is there coffee over there, but merchandise and all kinds of things, which allows these great men and women of our armed services to form their own businesses, to be entrepreneurs. That is the American dream. So if you do me a great big favor, head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com. That's S-C-A-R-S, scarsandstripescoffee.com. There's a link up on my page, thematlockshow.com, L-O-C-K-E. You can get over there from there. But, but help empower a veteran. Head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com. Get yourself some great coffee, some merchandise, whatever it may, may be, scarsandstripescoffee.com. All right, so House approves impeachment inquiry rules. What does that mean? What, 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 what is going on here? Let me read to you. So I'm, I'm on here. I've got the resolution. And I'm going to read it to you here because it's about six pages. It's not very long. It says, directing certain committees to continue their ongoing investigations as part of the existing House of Representatives inquiry into whether sufficient grounds exist for the House of Representatives to exercise its constitutional power to impeach Donald J. Trump, President of the United States of America, and for other purposes. 
It says, in the House of Representatives, Mr. McGovern submitted the following resolution, which was referred to the committee on blank. Uh, here's the resolution. It says, directing certain committees to continue their ongoing investigations as part of the existing House of Representatives inquiry into whether sufficient grounds exist for the House of Representatives to exercise its constitutional power to impeach Do Donald John Trump, President of the United States, and for other purposes. One, resolve that the Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence and the Committees on Financial Services, Foreign Affairs, the Judicial Oversight and Reform, and Ways and Mean are directed to continue their ongoing investigation as part of the existing House of Representatives inquiry into whether sufficient grounds exist for the House of Representatives to exercise its constitutional power to impeach Donald Trump. John Trump, President of the United States. Now it says Section 2, Open and Transparent Investigative Proceedings by the Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. For the purposes of continuing the investigation, described in the first section of the resolution, the Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, referred to in this resolution as the Permanent Select Committee, is authorized to conduct proceedings pursuant to this resolution as follows. One, the chair of the Permanent Select Committee shall designate an open hearing or hearings pursuant to this section. That is Adam Schiff for brains, by the way. Notwithstanding Clause 2J2 of the Rule 11 of the Rules of the House of Representatives, upon recognition by the chair of such purpose under this paragraph, during any hearing designated pursuant to paragraph 1, the chair and ranking minority member of the Permanent Select Committee shall be permitted to question witnesses for equal specified periods of longer than five minutes as determined by the chair. The time available for each period of questioning under this paragraph shall be equal for the chair and the ranking minority member. The chair may confer recognition for multiple periods of such questioning, but each period of questioning shall not exceed 90 minutes in the aggregate. Only the chair and ranking minority member or a permanent select committee employee, if yielded to by the chair or ranking minority member, may question witnesses during such periods of questioning. At the conclusion of questioning pursuant to this paragraph, the committee shall proceed with questioning under the five-minute rule pursuant to clause blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's blah, blah, blah. You, you, it's funny how I'm reading this, and I'm going to read it to you because I believe it's important, but this is just a bunch of blah, 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 right? You know, that they're trying to be important. That they're trying to set some rules, and they're trying to tell you what's going to happen. So number three, to allow for the full evaluation of minority witness request, the ranking minority member may submit to the chair in writing any request for wit written testimony relevant to the investigation described in the first section of this resolution within 72 hours after notice is given for the first First hearing, designated pursuant to paragraph 1. Any such request shall be accompanied by a detailed written justification of the relevance of the testimony for each requested witness to, investi to the investigation described in the first section of this resolution. 4A, the ranking minority member of the Permanent Select Committee, is authorized with the concurrence of the chair to require, as deemed necessary, to the investigation by subpoena or otherwise... The attendance and testimony of any person, including at a taking of a deposition and the production of books, records, correspondence, memoranda, papers and documents, and inter interroga interrogatory, the furnishings of information. In case that the chair declines to concur in a proposed action of the ranking minority member pursuant to subparagraph A, the ranking minority member shall have the right to refer to the committee for decision that a question whether such authority shall be so exercised and the chair shall convene the committee promptly to render the decision subject to the notice procedures for a committee meeting under clause 2G, 3A, and B of Rule 11. So far have you gotten it because I am completely in a snooze fest here, my friends, but we're four pages through. 
subpoenas and inter interrogatories so authorized may be signed by the ranking minority member and may be served by any person designated by the ranking minority member. The chair is authorized to make publicly available in electronic form the transcripts of depositions conducted by the Permanent Select Committee in furtherance of the investigation described in the first section of this resolution with appropriate redactions for classified and other sensitive information. There isn't any classified or other sensitive information. Now, number six, the Permanent Select Committee is directed to issue a report setting forth its findings and any recommendations and appending any information and materials the Permanent Select Committee may deem appropriate with respect to the investigation described in the first section of this resolution. The Chair shall transmit such report and appendices along with any supplemental, minority, additional, or dissenting views filed pursuant to Clause 2L of Rule 11 to the Committee on the Judiciary and make such report publicly available in electronic form with appropriate redactions to protect classified and other sensitive information. The report acquired by this paragraph shall be prepared in consultation with the chairs of the Foreign or the Committee on Foreign Affairs and the Committee on Oversight and Reform. Are you bored yet? Two more pages. Section 3, Transmission of Additional Materials. The chair of the Permanent Select Committee or the chair of any other committee having custody of records or other materials relating to the inquiry re referenced in the first section of this resolution is authorized in consultation with the ranking minority member to transfer such records or materials to the Committee on the Judiciary. Now, here's the thing. The Judiciary Committee is supposed to be running this impeachment. Instead, it's being run through the Intelligence Committee. Wonder why? Adam Schifferbrains comes to mind. So now they're saying, hey, now we can, you know, transfer all these records to the Committee on the Judiciary. Section 4, Impeachment Inquiry Procedure in the Committee on the Judiciary. The, A, the House authorizes the Committee on the Judiciary to conduct proceedings relating to the impeachment inquiry referenced in the first section of this resolution pursuant to the procedures submitted for printing in the congressional record by the chair of the committee on rules, including such procedures as to allow for the participation of the president and his counsel. Isn't that so nice of them? B, the committee on judiciary is authorized to promulgate additional procedures as it deems necessary for the fair and efficient conduct of committee hearings held pursuant to this resolution, provided that the additional procedures are not inconsistent with the procedures referenced in the subsection A, the rules of the committee in the House, and the rules of the House. C1, the ranking minority member of the committee on the judiciary, is authorized with the concurrence of the chair of the committee to the judiciary to require as deemed necessary to the investigation by subpoena or otherwise the attendance and the testimony of any person, including at taking of a deposition and the production of books, records, correspondence, memoranda, papers, and documents, and by interrogatory, the furnishings of information. Number two. In the case that the chair declines to concur in a proposed action of ranking minority member pursuant to the paragraph 1, the ranking minority member shall have the right to refer to the committee for decision the question whether such authority shall be so exercised, and the chair shall convene the committee promptly to render that decision subject to the notice procedures for a committee meeting under Clause 2G, 3A, and B of Rule 11. These people think they're important. And number three, subpoenas and interrogatories so authorized may be signed by the ranking minority member and may be served by any person designated by the ranking minority member. D, the Committee on the Judiciary shall report to the House of Representatives such resolutions, articles of impeachment, or other recommendations as it deems proper. End of resolution. Now, are you bored yet? I know, that's kind of boring. I spent 10 minutes reading that thing to you because it's a sham. I mean... It's a damn sham. It's past a sham. 
It, it, it's so far past a sham, it's ridiculous, and these Democrats know it, and they keep foisting it upon us, and here we are. So the House approves, here we go. Here's the real story. The House approves this inquiry rules. Now, a sharply divided House voted today to approve this resolution, setting these ground rules I just read to you for the impeachment inquiry into President Trump, putting lawmakers on record over the contentious process while setting the stage for proceedings to move into the public eye after weeks of closed-door depositions. This did nothing, my friends. This did nothing. I think it's amazing because all it did was try to put some kind of outline around the witch hunt that is already taking place in our government. You have to have, you know, here's the thing. You notice we've not heard much about the whistleblower. I'm going to talk a little bit about this today because we might know who the whistleblower is now. We might know the actual identity of the whistleblower. But, you know, the left started this thing based on the fact that they believed that there was a quid pro quo, for those of you in Flint, Indiana, that means a favor for a favor, and they started this sham impeachment proceeding because they believed Trump acted against the better, I don't know, judgment of America, against our security, whatever the hell they wanted to say. They're all, they're all a bunch of crazy people, right? So now it's like, well, I talked to you the other day. I, I talked about it on the podcast the other day. And now it's like, well, you know, the quid pro quo is evolving. It, it, it's mutating. It's changing over time. It's like, wait a minute. What do you mean it's changing over time? It's not evolving. And then Trump, of course, President Trump, released the transcript, which gives you none of the stuff that the left talked about. So what does Adam Schiff for Brains do? He runs to the Intelligence Committee, makes up a story, calls it a parody, parody makes up this story, calls it a parody, and away we go. They're talking to people behind closed doors. They're leaking little tidbits for narrative, and really nothing is getting done. But here, so what does Nancy Pelosi do? Well, we're going to vote. We're, we're, we're going to vote on the rules. Yeah, the rules. That's it. Just the rules. Not impeachment. Not a, not a formal impeachment proceeding. Just on the rules that we're going to continue to go by in these committees to continue to investigate the president until we think we found a crime. Because Tom Brokaw, remember Tom Brokaw? He used to be, I think, on NBC News, I believe. But Tom Brokaw came out yesterday and says, you know, the Democrats don't have the goods. They don't have the goods on Trump to impeach him. And they don't. I mean, you have to have a crime. There has to be a crime. There has to be some kind of ill behavior that President Trump did to first start investigating, but secondly, to impeach him. Now, they impeach Clinton because he lied about having sex in the Oval Office. They didn't impeach him because he did anything, you know, that was contrary to national security or anything else. He was just playing hide the old one eye with Monica in the White House. And can you blame him? I mean, look at Hillary Clinton. Nobody's playing hide the old one eye with her. But, you know, that's why Bill Clinton got impeached. He lied under oath. That, that's, that's against the law. You know, Nixon, he didn't get impeached, but he was going to get impeached for, you know, obviously trying to steal the tapes of, of the Whitewater, you know, going in there and, and, and doing all that. So he just resigned instead of being impeached. But in both of those instances, there were actual known crimes that they were investigated for. What has Donald Trump done? Nothing. Donald Trump hasn't broken any law. 
He didn't do any quid pro quo. But once again, I want to tell you, Mo Brooks came out, Rand Paul came out, a bunch of these politicians have come out and said, you know, there's always a quid pro quo when it comes to foreign policy. If we give Israel money, we expect them to use it in a certain way, right? We don't expect them just to do whatever the hell they want with it. They've either got to protect their country, humanitarian aid, whatever it may be. They have to do that with the money we give them, and there's an expectation they will. Is that not a quid pro quo? I mean, that's exactly what foreign policy is. But the left's trying to make up this deal that President Trump somehow was forcing Ukraine to do something he wanted to do, which is to investigate the corruption of one Joe Biden. Because we know that Joe was getting his son, Hunter, all kinds of plush positions to make money and influence, and he had zero experience at anything he was doing with these companies, right? So here we are. And, and, and this, isn't, this is what really irritates me. Because first of all, this impeachment's a sham. It, it, it's a scam. It is a witch hunt. It's, even if they impeach Trump in the House, it would never be impeached in the Senate. He'd never be impeached in the Senate. Who cares, right? So we don't even have to go that far. And as we saw the vote today, every Republican in the House voted against the resolution. Every. And two Democrats. All the Democrats and one Justin Amash voted for the impeachment resolution inquiry to continue. So, if you want to take this at face value, Nancy Pelosi came out, uh, I don't know, three weeks ago and said, you know, we want a bipartisan solution to this. Well, Nancy, bipartisan means two. All you got were Democrats. The only bipartisan agreement is against the resolution. Now, that's not going to make Nancy happy, but they don't care because they're going to continue to move forward with this goofiness that is this sham. Now, the first formal floor vote in relation to the impeachment probe announced a month ago by Speaker Nancy Pelosi followed a fierce debate in the chamber where Republicans accused Democrats of launching a de facto coup against the president in a preordained bid to overturn the results of the 2016 election. A, quote, a yes vote on this resolution today, gives a stamp of approval to a process that has been damaged beyond all repair and a blatant and obvious coup to unseat a sitting president of the United States, Rep. Ross Spano, Republican Florida, said. Democrats, though, maintain that the, Democrat, that the president's own actions, pressing Ukraine to launch politically related investigations, and allegedly using military aid as leverage, brought the country to this point. Once again, the quid pro quo. We're back to that again. Okay? This is the thing that the Democrats are going to hang their hats on. They believe this is what's going to work. It's not. Quote, I do not take any pleasure in the need for this resolution, Rep. Jim McGovern, Democrat Massachusetts, said. We are here because the facts compel us to be here. <laughs> Showmanship and heated rhetoric marked the lead up to the vote. Pelosi stood beside a giant placard of an American flag while declaring Congress was defending our democracy. You know, I always notice how... The Democrats will march out the flag, the Constitution, apple pie, baseball when they believe that, you know, this is for the greater good of the country. They don't care about the Constitution. Hell, they want to piss on it. They don't care about it. They want to rewrite it. They want to rewrite the First Amendment, the Second Amendment. They want to they take away your rights and they could give two shits about what the Constitution says or the Bill of Rights. 
But when it comes down to it, they're like, oh, yeah, well, we're defending our democracy against evil that is Donald J. Trump, the evil bad orange man. We're going to save you, America. We're going to make sure that this mistake never happens again. That's what they believe. They believe you made a mistake. They believe that you weren't smart enough and that you mistakenly picked Donald Trump. See, they had fixed this election, my friends. They, they, they had done everything they could to make sure that Hillary Clinton was going to be the winner come November of 16. They were certain that they had fixed the election. They were certain that they had rigged it. They were certain about the DNC server. They were certain about Hillary Clinton and, and her taking out Bernie Sanders, which they fixed. And they were almost certain that Hillary Clinton was going to be the winner. And now here we are. They're trying to undo a presidency. It's amazing. Now, White House Press Secretary Stephanie Grisham maintained in a statement that the president had done nothing wrong, which he hasn't. Quote, with today's vote, Speaker Pelosi and the Democrats have done nothing more than enshrine unacceptable violations of due process into House rules, which they have, which they absolutely have. It is the most crazy thing you will ever see. So Jeff, Jeff Andrew, guy I talked about yesterday, and Colin Peterson were the two Democrats who voted against this charade. Now, Republicans for weeks had challenged Pelosi to hold a floor vote complaining the inquiry hadn't followed past president and violates the president's due process rights, which it does. While she finally gave in to those demands and a bid to mute their complaints about process, GOP lawmakers continue to call the inquiry a sham while complaining that the newly unveiled rules still limit their authority, including by requiring the consent of the Democratic chairs to subpoena witnesses. McGovern introduced the resolution earlier this week while defending the process and claiming it was not partisan. Of course it's partisan. It was a partisan vote all the way around. The only bipartisan vote was against it. Now, McGovern says it's about transparent, transparency. And it's about due process for the president. Some on the other side will never be satisfied with any process. Now, here's what here, I read the resolution to you. The resolution directs the House Intelligence the Foreign Affairs, the Financial Services, Judiciary, and the Ways and Means Committees to continue their ongoing investigations as part of the existing House of Representatives inquiry into whether sufficient grounds exist for the House of Representatives to exercise its constitutional power to impeach the President. Now, the Democrats' resolution specifies that Republicans in the minority on the Judiciary and Intelligence Committees will have the authority with the concurrence of committee chairs to subpoena witnesses and compel their testimony. So what that means, and why I read that to you in the beginning, is because really the minority has no power. If the majority chair, Adam Schiff for Brains, Jerry Nadler, or uh, Elliot Engel, say that you know these witnesses aren't coming to, they're not. So the Republicans can subpoena any witnesses, but if the chairs don't concur to it, it doesn't happen. So there's no, there's, there, there, there's no due process rights here. There's no equal justice here. There, there's, no equal, there's no equality at all. If the chair does not consent, the minority can appeal. It is common in other proceedings for committee chairs to essentially have veto authority over subpoenas sought by ranking minority members. 
Now, the resolution also authorizes the Intelligence Committee to conduct an open hearing or hearings in which minority Republicans have equal time to question witnesses. And after that hearing is concluded, to allow for a full evaluation of minority witnesses' requests, the ranking minority member may submit to the chair in writing any request for witness testimony relevant to the investigation described in the first section of this re resolution within 72 hours given. Now, I mean, this is a sham. This is such a fraud. I mean, what? this is just crazy. I'll tell you, it, what does our government come to? I mean, what does it come to? So in the lead up of all of this, I've got a story here that goes right along with this. But let me take a second here. Head over to thematlockshow.com, L-O-C-K-E. Click on that Verb Forever link at the bottom of my page. Click on the Verb Forever link at the bottom of my page. Are you interested in CBD oil? I see a lot of great stories online. I've heard some personal stories myself of how CBD oil has helped with anxiety. It's helped with sleep. It's helped with pain management. It's helped with inflammation. Um, I don't know if it'll work for you or not. I just don't know. I can't tell you it will. Some people it does not work for. I mean, there are stories where people take CBD and they say it didn't do anything for me. Okay. We use it for our dog, and I can tell you it has calmed him. He was, he, he, so our dog is almost 10, and you know the story of Samson. He's got some hip uh, dysplasia. He's got some pain. He has a hard time getting around, and he was always kind of just a little antsy. I mean, you know, you could tell he didn't feel good. You could tell that, you know, he just wasn't right. Well, we started giving him CBD oil, the pet CBD oil over at Verb Forever, and we've noticed an amazing difference. Just in how relaxed, how much less fidgety he is. We're hoping that it's helping with some pain. But I'm telling you, it's worked for us. It could work for you. Head over to the Verve Forever link on my page at thematlockshow.com. Use Verve50, that's V-E-R-V-E-5-0, to get 50% off if you're a first-time buyer. If you're a frequent flyer of the CBD oil that Verve Forever offers, you can use Verve25, V-E-R-V-E. V-E-R-V-E-2-5. We'll save you 25% off of your order today. Go do it right after the show. Head over to thematlockshow.com, L-O-C-K-E. Sign up for the newsletter. That'll be out here in about the next week or so. I'm in Indiana, so I'll probably tackle the newsletter next week. But uh, you got to sign up over at thematlockshow.com, L-O-C-K-E. But hit that Verve Forever link. Get you some CBD oil. Do it right after the show. Verve 50, Verve 25. Uh, do it today. All right. Democrats. So here's the deal. The lead up to this witch hunt, to this ridiculous that this, this ridiculous vote that happened today, um, there were amendments that uh, the Dem or that that the Republicans wanted to put onto this bill. And unlike previous impeachments, there are several committees, not just the Judiciary Committee, being used to investigate the president. As currently written entirely by Democrats. The resolution says that the chair of the House Intelligence Committee, one Adam Schiff for brains, is authorized but not required to make depositions public. He is required to prepare a report for the House Judiciary Committee, which will consider argument, articles of impeachment and is given wide discretion over the contents of that report. He is also required to transmit dissenting views. Other committees are merely authorized but not required, to hand over records or materials to the House Judiciary Committee. 
the Democratic chairs of those committees must consult with the ranking members of the Republican minority, but seem to have wide discretion over what they transmit. So Rep. Debbie Lesko, who is a Republican out of Arizona, proposed that the resolution indicate that the chairs of those committees shall be required to transmit exculpatory evidence to the House Judiciary Committee. Quote, there is no reason why anyone in this body should disagree that all materials must be transferred to the members of Congress or the Judiciary Committee, she said, adding that it was absurd for members to have to rely on partial account provided by Schiff. Because if you're going to, this is the deal. If you're not going to get the whole story, you're only going to get what Schiff wants you to know. What do you think he's going to tell you? What information do you think is going to come out if Schiff has given you just part of the story? Because he's not going to give you the whole story. He's only going to give you the parts that help his case. So she's saying, look, I don't want a partial account provided by Schiff. I want the whole thing. In previous impeachment hearings, she pointed out, the members of the Judiciary Committee would have heard the entire testimony, including exculpatory evidence. Rules Committee Chair Rep. Jim McGovern suggested that there might be national security risk involved in transferring all of the evidence. See, here we go again. See, this is what they're doing. Rush Limbaugh talked about this. I've talked about this. You know, they've never done an impeachment inquiry from the Intelligence Committee. You know why? Because it's not feasible for them. See, the left wants to hide information. So the left is using Schiff's Intelligence Committee as a, I don't know, as a curtain to hide things they don't want you to know about. See, it's national security. This isn't national security. It is not national security if Trump said to Ukraine, which he didn't, that he wouldn't give him money if they didn't look into Joe Biden and his son Hunter. That is not national security. None of this stuff they're talking about is classified. This is a joke to keep the information from the Republicans and you and me. They're hiding under the guise of, oh, national security suggests there might be national security risk involved in transferring all of the evidence. I think it's funny that there weren't national security risks when one Hillary Clinton had a homebrewed server in her bathroom being hacked by every damn country on the planet. No national security risk there. And when she deleted 33,000 emails, no one even blinked an eye because it was about yoga and her daughter's wedding. You see where I'm going here? The Democrats don't give two shits about national security. They don't, they're, they're, they're literally lying to your face so that they can hide information they deem is not necessary to tell you. Hence the reason they're not running this out of the, the, the Judiciary Committee. They're running it out of the Intelligence Committee. And who's running the Intelligence Committee? Adam Schiff for brains. Who runs Adam Schiff for brains? One Nancy Pelosi. Don't you see what's going on here? I sure do. Now let's go countered that members had been told there was no classified information in the inquiry. And that members of both parties could be expected to vote on the impeachment with incomplete information. Now, Rep. Michael Burgess, Republican Texas, added that Schiffer Brains had previously proved untrustworthy, having claimed falsely to have had no contact with the whistleblower, which he did. Democrats countered that, including language that material shall be transferred to the Judiciary Committee would be too broad 
taking in irrelevant information as well as relevant information. Now, Rep. Rob Woodall, Republican Georgia, argued that the committees were already authorized to turn over everything. The amendment, he said, merely guaranteed that exculpatory information would also be included. Now, Chairman McGovern said that the current resolution already required shift to turn over the dissenting report of the minority on the Intelligence Committee. If Republicans were really interested in improving the bill, he concluded, they would have submitted the amendments earlier. Republicans countered that they only had received the resolution 24 hours before. Quote, I understand the point Ms. Lesko is making, but I think it's a poorly drafted amendment, and I think it's all-encompassing, and I think it could potentially be dangerous to somebody, he concluded. Yeah, to you! It would be dangerous to the Democrats because it would allow for the truth which the Democrats don't want. I mean, these Democrats, think about it. I mean, think about it for a second. They don't want you to know the truth. We all know. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at Breitbart today. I'm, lo I'm looking at Drudge and the Conservative Treehouse and Gateway Pundit. And I'm reading all these articles about, you know, all this shim-sham and, you know, all of the leaking and the narrative that the left is trying to push out there. And I, I came across an article today that pretty much sums up what's going on with this impeachment inquiry. So CNN, yeah, the folks over at CNN, Zucker, <laughs> Mark Levin calls him Jeff Mother Zucker. I love that, by the way. But Zucker over at CNN and all those cronies that you know are completely biased. That lean, that, that, that they're really the Democrat Party. You know, let's call it what it is. They're the Democrat Party. Well, the folks over at CNN, they're fantasizing about Mike Pence getting caught up in the impeachment. And that would make the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, president see what's happening here because if you know i mean if, if if you know your government if you if you know how it works if the president and vice president are impeached the line of succession third line is the speaker of the house and as house democrats seek to progress their efforts to impeach president trump CNN is speculating whether one unintended consequence could see Vice President Mike Pence also sidelined, leaving the way clear for Nancy Pelosi to take the reins of office. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's not that hard to believe, is it? I mean, it's really not that hard to believe. We're, we've watched this Democrat. I mean, this Democratic Party is criminal. They're criminal. This impeachment sham. They're, they've been after President Trump since he came down the escalator in Trump Tower in 2015. They hate him. They can't buy him. He's not in their pocket. He's not doing what they want. So they've spent the last three years making shit up and expecting you and I to believe it. That's really the criminal aspect of this all. They believe that you and I are too dumb to understand what actually is going on. They believe that you and I are so damn stupid that we can't figure out that this is actually a coup. And that we know, I mean, I want you to think about what is currently happening in our country today. Joe Biden, along with his son Hunter, were buying influence with Ukraine, China, and Romania. And what does the left want you to believe? That Donald Trump was guilty of what Joe Biden did. That's crazy.
But that's the story today. We have the goods on Biden, on Hunter, on Ukraine. We've got the video. Well, I'll get that prosecutor fired. You got six hours. I'm leaving town. If he ain't fired by the time I leave town, the aid isn't coming. Quid pro quo. But yet, what's the left telling you? The left is telling you Donald Trump has done this. They're telling you everything that Biden has done, that we have all the proof on, that we've got all of the information that backs it up. They're telling you Donald Trump did it. And they think we're stupid. They think that we're going to fall for this hook, line, and sinker. And now they're over there jacking off at CNN thinking about how Nancy Pelosi could be president. The fantasy outcome is contained in an opinion piece by Paul Callan, a contributor in CNN Legal Analysis. He's an expert. He speculates Trump and Pence could possibly both be drawn into the Ukrainian the Ukraine inquiry, leaving the way clear under constitutional law for House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to ascend the White House steps as Commander-in-Chief. He writes, what might follow could be a doable, or what might follow could be a double impeachment scenario that would make heads spin in House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, the President of the United States. After Pence, she's next in line of succession. He then immediately concedes this may be just a dream because if Trump and Pence were both implicated in the scandal and Pence's resignation or removal from office occurred first, Trump could nominate a new vice president under the 25th Amendment. This is not the first time left-wing commentators have sought to elevate Miss Pelosi to the highest office in the land. Last month, the Washington Compost examined the same possible scenario in an opinion piece. It stated, What happens when a Democratic Speaker of the House, second in line to the presidency, according to the Presidential Succession Act of 1947, is suddenly thrust into the Oval Office, succeeding a Republican president and vice president who resigned embroiled in scandal. Such a scenario is attracting attention. Hashtag President Pelosi was trending on social media after last week's announcement of an impeachment inquiry. Even though it may seem far-fetched that President Trump and Vice President Pence would be forced from office over abuse of power related to the administration's dealings with Ukraine or other misdeeds. The writers, Robert Atkins and Adam Frankel, noted it remains far-fetched that Trump and Pence could be forced from office over abuse of power related to the administration's dealings with Ukraine or other misdeeds. But they did not rule it out. Now the column writers compared Democrats' current move to impeach the president to when former Vice President Spiro Agnew resigned amid charges of tax evasion, which left the office of the vice president temporarily vacant in 1973. At that time, if President Richard Nixon were to have resigned or impeached, House Speaker Carl Albert would have assumed the presidency. So the left is hoping and praying that Trump and Pence will just step down over this scandal. They don't have the goods. Brokaw said as much. They don't have any evidence that says that Trump did what they're saying that he did. So they're really hoping that if they turn the pressure up just enough, if they turn the heat up in the kitchen just enough, that Trump and Pence may just not like it. They'll just quit. Now I'm going to tell you something about President Trump. He isn't going to quit. 
he's only going to work four times harder to jam this craziness right back up their rear ends. Because it's what it is. It's a joke. It started with the whistleblower. And I'm going to move to that now because uh, real clear politics, they suggest the whistleblower might be someone we know. But before I do that, can you do me a really big favor? Head over to patriotmobile.com forward slash Matt, M-A-T-T, patriotmobile.com forward slash Matt. They're a fantastic company out of Texas that gives you a great cell phone plan and great customer service. And on top of all of that, they take a little bit of that money that you pay for that fantastic product and they give it to causes that you and I believe in, like the NRA, Empower Texans, Americans for Prosperity, just to name a few. They've done over $2 million to these causes. You know, you look at Big Wireless, and they give your money to Planned Parenthood, Open Borders folks, the Chamber of Commerce. They, they give your money to people that you don't agree with, that are working against your every wish of what this company should look like and how it should run. So do me a great big favor. Head over to patriotmobile.com forward slash Matt, and get your cell phone and cell phone coverage today. What are you waiting on? PatriotMobile.com forward slash Matt. Do it right after this show. I've got 20 minutes. Do it in 20 minutes, okay? PatriotMobile.com forward slash Matt. All right, real clear politics. They investigated, and they suggest that the whistleblower is likely 33-year-old CIA analyst Eric Sharamella. And I don't know if that's Pronounced right? It's C-I-A-R-A-M-E-L-L-A. Shira Mella. C-I-A-R-A. Shira Mella. Now, the outlet reported that Shira Mella's name has been raised privately in impeachment depositions, as well as at least one open hearing held by a House committee not involved in the impeachment inquiry. Real Clear Investigations also reported that House Democrats this week blocked Republicans from asking questions about Siramella and intend to redact his name from all deposition transcripts. Huh. Wonder why. The outlet said, Real Clear Investigations is disclosing the name because of the public's interest in learning details of an effort to remove a sitting president from office. Further, the official status as a whistleblower is complicated by his being a hearsay reporter of accusations against the president, one who has some indicia of arguable political bias in favor of a rival political candidate, as the Intelligence Committee Inspector General phrased it circumspectly in originally fielding this complaint. Now, it said Siramella is 33 years old. He's a registered Democrat who began working at the White House during the Obama administration and previously worked with former Vice President Joe Biden and former CIA Director John Brennan. Huh. Sarah Mella left the Trump administration's National Security Council in mid-2017 over concerns about negative leaks to the media and then returned to the CIA. Are you not amazed by this? It amazes me that Siramella is let go. Oh, frankly, for all intent and purposes, he's let go from the National Security Council. Where does he go? Right back to the damn CIA. To do what? To continue leaking information against the president. You want to, I mean, this right here, I don't really care who the whistleblower is. 
honestly. It doesn't matter. We have the transcript. The whistleblower had nothing but secondhand information to this call. It does not matter who the whistleblower is. What matters in this story is we've got these swamp creatures that never go away. They move from one council to the next council to the CIA to the intelligence agency and they never leave and they continue their onslaught of a duly elected president of the United States unimpeded by any rule of law. That's the emphasis of this story. I couldn't give a crap who he is. We know that his testimony is bunk. We know that it's secondhand information. We have the damn transcript. But yet, what do we keep regurgitating? This stupid whistleblower garbage. And now, what, what does the left do? Well, they're, they're going to redact his name from all these deposition transcripts. But the amazing, I mean, isn't it amazing from the National Security Council to then return to the CIA? Quote, he was accused of working against Trump and leaking against Trump, a former NSC official told Real Clear Investigations. The outlet also reported that Siramella huddled for guidance with the staff of the House Intelligence Committee chairman, Adam Schiff for brains, including former NSC colleagues who now work for Schiff. And there, my friends, is how Schiff already had contact with the whistleblower. My God. Sarah Mella also worked with a Democratic National Committee operative, Alexandra Chalupa, who dug up dirt on the Trump campaign during the 16 election, and he invited her into the White House for meetings. Former White House colleagues told Real Clear Investigations. Now, if you don't know about Chalupa, I'm going to tell you what I've told you before. Glenn Beck did a fantastic show about three weeks ago on all the connections with Ukraine and this crap. And Chalupa is the central figure. If you do nothing else, go find that video. It's 54 minutes long. Glenn lays it out in a way that I don't think anybody else could. And Chalupa is the central figure on this whole Ukrainian bullshit. And now we know that Chalupa was digging up dirt on the Trump campaign. He's working with her. Now he knows, quote, this is a quote, he knows her. He had her in the White House, a one former co-worker told the outlet. A handful of former colleagues have complied roughly a 40-page research dossier on Ciramella, which has been circulating on Capitol Hill. Quote, everyone knows who he is. CNN knows, the Compost knows, the Slime knows, Congress knows, the White House knows, even the President knows who he is, Fred Flight's former CIA analyst and NSC chief of staff told Real Clear Investigations. They're hiding him, he added. They're hiding him because of his political bias. Siramella is reportedly a CIA officer specializing in Russia and Ukraine who was detailed over to the National Security Council in the summer of 15, working under former Obama National Security Advisor Susan Rice. He also reportedly worked closely with Joe Biden. Rats. Nothing but a bunch 
of rats. This ship needs fumigated. I'm telling you, I've said this before, I think Trump has the goods. I think he has all the information. And as time goes by, I think we're going to see that information slowly come to the forefront of this entire deal. You wait and watch. Because, like me, you don't believe this garbage. We're not, I mean, look, I'm not trying to insult you. We're not that smart. We have common sense. We're not lawyers. We're not scientists or engineers. You know, we're not running around in that cess-filled pool of nastiness that is Washington, D.C. And I'm going to tell you, we're only going to stand for this for so long. 2020 is coming. November of 2020 is coming. And, you know, they all talk, well, we want to we want to end this around Thanksgiving. And then it's always going to run into Christmas time. This sham, this witch hunt is going to continue right up to the election. It has to. They have to continue, the Democratic Party, has to continue to search for some sort of crime. Because as Peter Brokaw said, they don't have the goods. They've got to make this an issue to the voters, hoping that you, when you show up, will say, you know, I'm really tired of everything going on in Washington, D.C., and I, I just want it to stop, so maybe if I vote against Donald Trump, we'll get some harmony back in politics. Not likely. People are going to vote for Donald Trump, and they're going to continue to vote for Donald Trump. The Democrats' only hope is they can get you not to vote for Donald Trump. Not going to happen. 63 million people in this great country know exactly what Donald Trump is, what he's done, what his record is, what he's been doing, and they're going to vote for it again. And then I'm going to tell you what, there might be another 5 to 10 million people that show up to vote for Donald Trump because of all of this garbage that we're currently talking about in our politics. It's amazing. I'm going to shift gears here. Head over to CombatFlipFlops.com. I know it's not combat. I, I know it's not flip-flop weather anymore. I'm in Indiana. I mean, it's dismal. I'm looking out the window here as I'm doing this podcast, watching the leaves turn. It's about 39 degrees. It's raining. It's nasty. It's Halloween. They've already rescheduled Halloween. Kids aren't going to go out and do it tonight. It's just rainy, nasty, cold, and ugly. So they've already rescheduled here in Fort Wayne for Halloween. It's not flip-flop weather, but they sell more than flip-flops. Head over to CombatFlipFlops.com. Use LOCK25, L-O-C-K-E. Get yourself a 25% discount. They've got merchandise, jewelry, shamogs. they got all kinds of things. Um, a little bit of that money goes to educate Afghanistan women because they believe education helps stop fighting. So if you head over to CombatFlipFlops.com, CombatFlipFlops.com, use LOCK25. You'll save 25% today. All right. Probably my final story. Got about 10 minutes here. Twitter. Now, I've been on Twitter, and I've been watching all the fallout. I've been watching what's been going on with all this crap today. And I'm, I'm seeing, and I, I'll tell you, if you're not following John Cardillo, you should be. If you're not following Tracy Beans, you should be. Because these people are absolutely fantastic. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And as we watch all this stuff, as we watch what I call the litter box here, because it's what it is. I mean, you get into this thing, it's a litter box. You know, people call you names. It's amazing what's going on. And now, 
Twitter is going to ban political ads globally. <laughs> you heard me right. I'm out of the house. I can say it's so amazing. So Twitter has made the decision to stop all political advertising globally. Quote, we believe political message, the political message reach should be earned, not bought, said Twitter founder and CEO Jack Dorsey. Why? A few reasons. A political message earns reach when people decide to follow an account or retweet, wrote Dorsey. Paying for reach removes that decision. Forcing highly optimized and targeted political messages on people, we believe this decision should not be compromised by money. Shut. This is why Twitter's going down the shitter. Now, first of all, I don't think you can believe for a second that Democrats aren't going to use Twitter and that their reach isn't going to be expanded. It's called algorithms. Don't think for a second that Twitter isn't out there writing algorithms right now to help liberals get more reach and conservatives to get less reach. They're, I mean, when you really look at this, Twitter is helping one party, the Democrats. Now, mind you, I'm going to tell you this again. Twitter is a private business. Twitter can do whatever the hell Twitter wants to do. You don't have to use the platform. And they don't charge you. But you and I both know. I mean, I go into Twitter with very open eyes. I'm telling you. I can give you instances. It's amazing. So the other day, uh, a young lady, writer from the Washington Examiner, that whole Kellyanne Conway story about on the record, off the record bullshit, right? And I went on there and I said, you know, it's amazing because when you tell someone that your conversation is off the record, you don't turn around and put it on the record, which she did. You won't get people to talk to you anymore. I mean, I have people in Washington every day that I talk to that say, Matt, off the record, yes, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. No problem. I'll keep it under wraps. And then they give me stuff I can use. That's how this relationship works. So I get onto Twitter. And I make that very claim. Well, you know, trust is a funny thing in journalism. And when you tell someone that, you know your conversation's off the record, then you put it on the record, they probably aren't going to talk to you again. And I got attacked. And now, I want to tell you what's amazing about it. Because on a normal tweet, and I tweet all the time, you guys see it, you follow me, I've got about 46,000 Twitter followers. It used to be a lot more, but Twitter's been slowly peeling those, those followers off. Remember the big purge? I lost like 7,000 people in the purge. Instantly. And then over the last year, I've lost about another six or 7,000. I mean, I'm literally losing five, six, 700 followers a month, every month. But when I normally post a tweet, when I go out there and I tweet, maybe 50 to 100 people react, retweet it, like it, comment on it. But when you go after the left, when you do like I did with this Washington Examiner little girl, this, this little writer. I got thousands of touches. And not from any of my followers. I've got 46,000 followers. And the amazing thing is, as soon as I went after someone on the left, all the little accounts that have 50, 60 people 
from flying out to attack you. It's amazing. I mean, seriously, you think about this for a second. Let's say that I write something and a lefty grabs it and they've got 30 followers. That means only about 30 people on the left are going to see it. I don't have liberals following me. So you got about 30 people who are going to see it, but thousands come to see it. Why? Because Twitter amplifies them. And what really is just gross is you see these accounts that this little girl from the Washington Examiner being one, right? She, she's a reporter for the Examiner. She should be verified, right? She has 1,800 followers. I have 46,000 followers. I, as of yet to today, cannot get verified on Twitter. I have a national television show. I have a national radio show. I fill in all over the country. My website is verified. I mean, I'm not a bot. But what happens? You know, and this is the funny thing with all these lefties. Well, you bought all your followers. No, I didn't. I have never bought one follower on Facebook or Twitter. And never will. I will never spend my money with these organizations. Now, I'll use them. I'm building up my, I'm doing some PR right now. I'm doing some marketing right now with a firm out of Dallas that is helping me out immensely. We're trying to drive listeners over to the podcast and, of course, to all my social media just to follow me and get that done. They're doing a great job. But I'm not buying followers. Every follower I have is organic. And that's the only way it's going to be. But back to this Twitter thing. I mean, think about how much money they're losing. You know, is that a good business decision? Because the upcoming election, you're going to make a lot of money. You know, that's, that's how these folks do this. That's how these politicians do this. They spend money to get their word out to people that are optimized and targeted for the political message. Jack's very thing that he's trying to stop is the very way that Twitter makes money. So how does Twitter make money? And he, Well, we don't want it politicized. We want it retweeted. Okay, guys, so here you go. Here, here's the... Here's the game plan for you, okay? Every Trump Twitter handle, and you can find them, the Trump War Room, Parscale, Junior, uh, Trump himself, you need to be every day, folks, on Twitter, retweeting that. Every single day. You should be following those accounts and retweeting it. And I'll tell you, that's the challenge today. Let's blow Twitter up. Let's retweet, let's comment, let's like, let's blow it up. Hell, he doesn't need to spend money. He's already got an army. And it's us. So that is your mission for today. Head over to Twitter. Make sure every single day you are retweeting. Trump tweets, Trump's team's tweets, anything you can. It's just like Dancing with the Stars and Sean Spicer. Screw those idiots. You want to see something happen? You want to watch us take over the world? Well, screw you, Twitter. We'll work our way around it, and we'll do it without you. All right, guys, that's it for today. Do me a great big favor. Head over to at RealMattLock on Twitter, Instagram, and Parlor. Follow me. Retweet me. Let's go. Head over to the Cartel Matt on Facebook. Check out the television show Lock and Load on America's Voice News. 
every day, 12 o'clock Eastern. We've got to get out there. We've got to get marching. We've got to go. We've got to fight. We've got to get, we've got to stand up for this country because I'm telling you, the Democrats have every, every, every intention of taking this great country down and taking the president down as well. All right, guys, that's it for today. Beer for brunch Friday tomorrow. Me and sexy Jesus. Don't miss it. But for today, the Matt Lock Show is out. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.08%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 1.25% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.